Welcome to Podcast 360, powered by the Podcast Academy. In three questions answered in 60 seconds each, you'll experience a 360-degree view of podcasting and the people who are building out the industry. Company founders will take turns sitting in the seat of both guest and host, creating a chain of podcast knowledge and perspective. These conversations are going to get down to business quickly. Each host will ask their guest three questions and they will have 60 seconds to answer each one. You'll hear the timer counting down their final 15 seconds. At the end, the guest will choose a topic to revisit and dig into a little deeper. Let's meet our experts. Today's host is... Hi, I'm Eric Newsom. I'm co-founder of Magnificent Noise. And on last week's episode, I was interviewed by Adonde Media founder and CEO, Martina Castro. So head back and give that a listen if you haven't already. And who's in the hot seat as today's guest? Hi, I'm Amy Choi. I am the co-founder and editorial director of The Mashup Americans. We are an independent media company that specializes in looking at the intersection of race, culture, and identity and what it means to be American today. Before we dig in, we ask our guests to lay out two truths and a lie. Our host will guess which is the lie. We'll find out the answer together at the end of the conversation. But our host will have an opportunity to change their answer based on what they learn from our guest. Or they can stick with their first intuition. So, Amy, thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, for joining. Uh, this starts off with something that's ridiculous but ends up being a lot of fun. Usually we'll see if it's a lot of fun this time as well. To get right into it, every episode of Podcast 360 starts with a round of two truths and a lie, where you provide us three facts about yourself, and I'll guess which one is the lie. At the end of the conversation, we have, you'll reveal what the correct answer is. Are you ready for your round? I am ready. I have spent years of my life washing my socks and underwear in a Ziploc bag in dirty sinks across the world. I hate spam. It's gross. By sp hating spam, I mean, you, you mean the meat product or do you mean oh, I mean the loosely meat product. defined as meat or I thought you meant the spam, meat like product, a, which know. is a very popular thing among Korean people. And when we were first offered an opportunity to launch our podcast, the Mashup Americans podcast with KPCC in LA, I had never before listened to a podcast. This was in 2015. And my business partner, the wonderful and brilliant Rebecca Lair, uh, literally had to show me where the podcast app was on my phone and downloaded Serial onto it. I am going to guess that that is actually your lie. And mm. don't tell, don't tell. We're going to wait and see if it becomes more obvious to others as well. And hopefully it does because there's a little bit of information about you that I know that might lead me to influence that choice. So we'll talk about that later. Oh, Eric, this is fun. Okay, see, it's, it's, it's more fun than you think it's going to be. When they first tell you, oh, you're going to play Two Truths and a Lie, I'm like, really? <laughs> then, then, you, then I watch some of the YouTube videos. I'm like, oh, this could be fun. And I, you, you, you were a little nicer to me than I was to Martina. I would like give her three incredibly difficult ones. So, so now that we have that, Covered. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and your career and thoughts on the industry. I'm going to ask you a series of questions, and you'll have 60 seconds to answer each. After that, we'll pick the subject, which will probably be our last question, and explore that with a little bit more depth, if you're ready for that. Sure. 
Hit me. There we go. Okay, question number one. I, I want you to define for me what is a mashup American. So a mashup American is there's a formal definition that we have created. We really believe that we are defining a new demographic here. One loose way of thinking about it is looking at census numbers of who identifies, a good proxy, for example, is people who identify as more than one race or more than one faith. We really see mashups as people who are living in America that are rooted in a different culture and tradition than their parents were, who are in family or in relationship with people who are in a different culture, race, ethnicity, religion, et cetera, all of the above uh, than they are. And also the most broad is the culturally curious, people who live in culturally fluid, diverse, big, vibrant places and cities, or not those, but that are very culturally curious and want to understand and kind of explore the world beyond what is presented in mainstream media as America. That's fantastic, and thank you for that explanation. Um, I'm married to a mashup American, which is one of the reasons I'm interested in this. I don't think that quali- Maybe I'm a mashup American by proxy because I'm Yeah, you're so, in the relationship. So yeah, that's right, yeah. Something you said there was, was uh, leads to my next question. I was surprised to learn that as a podcaster and being recognized as a podcaster, that isn't where mashup Americans started. Mm, no, it is not. I, I'd like to hear, just if you don't mind, a journey of how you got from where you started to making a podcast to making a company that's focused around the, the, those platforms and that, and that with that podcast being an anchor and kind of how that, uh, if it was deliberate, I'd love to hear it. If it was not intentional, I'd love to hear how you ended up in that space. That is a great question. Okay. My background is as a print journalist. I came up in magazines in New York City. My uh, co-founder, Rebecca Lair, who was also one of my sisters, one of my very best friends, my wife, really, she came up as somebody, as a producer, somebody who created experiences and events. And she was the um, business development director, the very first one at WNYC way back in the day when podcasts were really hitting their stride. We came together to create the idea of the Mashup Americans in 2013. And we started with the newsletter. We went on to create a website where we were publishing original um, content. And as we kind of established our voice, friends started reaching out and saying, have you ever thought about a podcast? And that Hmm. is how we started experimenting ourselves. And then we grew as the podcasting world grew. And now Premium Audio is one of our centerpieces. That's great. And congratulations on answering that complicated question in 60 seconds. Thank you. So so uh, this is going to be hard to answer in 60 seconds, but and we may revisit part of this. But many businesses, and I'm not suggesting yours is, is doing this at all, but many businesses I've seen that are focused around uh, an element of idealism that or that they have a sense of mission to them. It starts off great and then reality hits and mm. the business concerns hit. And oh, reality is such an asshole, Eric. Yeah. It's such a and bummer. Times, <laughs> I know, but sometimes the, the, the mission gets diluted or compromised mm-hmm. or uh, they, they change focus or pivot as they want to say, whatever the phrase they choose to use. And have you and Rebecca thought about that? Like, how do you keep your eye on the prize? Mm-hmm. And, and what do you do with each other or individually to kind of check that is there something you have in place i don't want to assume there is but you know i can just tell from reading about you listen to the show that this is not a flexible thing 
It -hmm. is something you're deeply committed to. So how do you keep your eye on that? Oh, that is such a good and meaningful question. And I really appreciate you asking because it's something that we do think about with extreme regularity. I think uh, tactically, one of the things that we do now, and we just had a a big session this week, is we work very intensely with um, a coach who is somebody who, you know, comes in and works with us on organizational stuff, but also always she understands the goals and the mission and the kind of integrity that we always want to hold ourselves to. And she helps hold us accountable to that. We have also always been a business that has been intent on making money. And part of the money that we make is to show that uh, other businesses and the media world that this is an audience that you should pay attention to. And also that the creators that come up with us, these young, hungry, mashup, diverse, queer, immigrant, people and creators should be honored and so we make money for them too and uh, there's so much more i want to say <laughs> that one was a hard one now i told you it'd be hard um, i'm going to quote you back to you sure and it's the reason i wanted to talk to you podcast 360 will be right back after a quick break and a word from our sponsors and now back to podcast 360 when you, when you get involved in this, you probably have already experienced this. They give you a spreadsheet full of names, mm-hmm. and you look through it. And I looked up several, and I saw an interview you did. I'm not even quite sure where it was. Shrill Society mm-hmm. that you and Rebecca did. And I saw this quote, and I'm like, this is the person I want to talk to. Mm. Is it who said this? And it, we were talking about mashiness. Mm-hmm. And you said uh, it's the quality of being able to hold two truths at one time. To be able to understand how to translate, how to navigate the world with the ability to see more than one path, understanding the richness and textual backgrounds that everyone is coming from gives us an innate understanding of perspectives that I think comes from a single or white dominant culture. You have to learn how to see the, the way that way rather than understanding it in, intrinsically. I was so taken by that quote because I think that in that quote, you end up kind of understanding the American experience mm. of Right now in, in, in America, you either believe in that mindset or you don't. Mm-hmm. You either believe in the value of multiple truths or multiple perspectives or the ability to hold different things or there are different pathways or you don't. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of curious what you think of that and if, if, that's being, if I'm being too reductionist by saying that that's the, your answer to that question, if you believe in that or not, kind of defines America today. Yeah. I do not think it is the root of the fissure. I do believe that there are people who believe that, th- that this, is, this is the great joy of the American experience and the great power of the American experience and maybe the greatest power of the American experience and that there are people who are terrified of it. And our work, I think, sits squarely in opening up the beautiful secrets of being able to see multiple paths, of being able to hold multiple truths, of being able to understand that there is not just one way. And if there is a way to look and uh, be able to see our culture uh, like a changing kaleidoscope and not a fixed portrait of what is and what should be, that we can move forward together And not everybody wants to see that. And the Mashup Americans, we have always said there are a couple of rules for for what it means to be part of our organization, how Rebecca and I want to lead and the kind of work that we want to do is that we have to be able to do it with integrity. We have to be able to sleep at night. 
and that we are not in the position of arguing for our own humanity. That's not that's not what we're here to do. And there are many, many, many beautiful advocates and ad- activists and organizers who do that work for many, many marginalized communities. For us, the work that we do, like our march, is about celebrating what is and inviting people into that. And if you are not interested in being invited in <laughs> to that, we're kind of like, sorry to that man, <laughs> you know, and it's almost always men. But if you cannot see that, we share stories so that hopefully you can. But if you refuse to, that's not our work to bring you in. You know, I think our, our, our point of view in terms of our storytelling, the kind of work that we want to do, and it, it spans a lot of different, uh, I think, ways of working, how, how we kind of share those paths. For example, kind of the, the way that we work, we qualify our work in, in a couple of different buckets. Like, does it check these boxes for us to make it a mashup American project? One is, is it about like kind of our core issues about identity, about race, culture, identity? You know, is it about recentering marginalized voices and stories? yes. That's a mashup project. Does it allow us to bring in mashup creators, help them develop, help them develop mm-hmm. that point of view, help them to understand how we frame stories, how we never deficit frame, how identity is always integrated into the conversation and the storytelling, but it doesn't have to lead with that because these are universal stories and we really believe that. That checks the box. Can we get people paid? Can we make sure that people are getting fair payment and, and compensation for their labors and in the way in which many of the communities that we work in and that we represent are often get, getting severely underpaid for their work because they should just be lucky to have the opportunity no we call bullshit that doesn't work and can we work in a way that we feel proud of you know so many of our team and we have I don't know at any different point because we scale on project to project but we have a real core kind of group of creatives that we work with and that we you know they become ours in they're they're in our little stable you know many of them are incredibly accomplished Mm. new mothers who they don't there there's nowhere for them to put this like deep earned expertise and storytelling brilliance and producing brilliance after they have children because the workplace mm. is not created for that and so we have a lot of parents on our teams that we can work with and trust and as equal kind of we have this like cohort of like really seasoned moms I would say that are trying to figure out how to live creative lives and have families and be a mother and then we also have really young people that are coming up and that they want to see a different way to work that is about communication is about collaboration and is about being a human first and not just a product that you're putting out if we can do that that's a mashup project and then there's also the meta level Like we have made podcasts for Fortune 500 companies, for tech companies, for consulting companies, for a recent example for us was in the pandemic, we made what is currently now still a a top 100 fitness podcast for Peloton, which you wouldn't think, you know, what does Peloton have to do with the Mashup Americans? Well, the host was an immigrant black woman who told a lot of her stories. The entire team working on the Peloton podcast, this major project was women. The music was created by women, the editors, producers, production staff, all women, mostly mashup women. And the way that we were able to structure the fitness and wellness experts that we brought in, almost entirely all women and primarily women of color. And that is the kind of uh, media work that we are intent on doing when Every year, whoever it is, I can't even remember, is it Pew? Is it like one of the other big 
American Journalism Associations that puts out a survey of who were the experts quoted in the New York Times and the Washington Post. 90% of the time, the experts in all of those stories remain white men. So what is the way that we can also change the narrative and say, no, look, look at this professor of sociology that can tell us about the history of the body who's at Harvard University and she's Mm -hmm. a black woman. And so we believe that's our way of embodying what it means to see different paths in, what those perspectives can offer to a larger audience. And we wholeheartedly believe that if you can open yourself up to that, you will have a richer, broader, more solutions-oriented, creative way forward than if you think that what we have been doing all along this whole time is the only way, then like, (laughs) oh man, we're fucked. So no, I don't see it as a great fissure, but I do see it as a fundamental difference. And I think that that difference is driven primarily by fear. I agree with you. I don't know if I'm ready to completely let go of that being the, the root of the fissure. I, I, you know, I just, um, I don't want to be reductionist, but I yeah. think that uh, um, there are people who just don't want to, you know, you, you acknowledge it yourself and saying there are people who, who don't want to see that, that maybe because of fear, in fact, I think it's entirely in fear. I think there are people who think that that's somehow a correctable reality, right? And yeah. So thank you very much for this. I, I, I find listening to you and your work to be inspiring. It's inspiring because I get to live in the world where that exists and that makes me happy. And it also is inspiring to me to, to uh, think about how I can include more elements of that in my life. So thank you for this time. It's really been great. Thank you, Eric, for saying that. Oh, well, thank, you, thank for you. such great uh, questions. Driven from genuine curiosity. I love talking to people I don't know. So, um, And I, I'm glad that I got to know you. So uh, uh, all the more serious things aside, we, we do have some unfinished business here to attend to, which is that Ooh. earlier mm-hmm. in the episode, we uh, asked you to give three statements, two of them being true, one of them being a lie. I'm going to ask you to recap them now, and then I'm going to give my final answer and you will reveal whether I am correct or not. Mm, So the recap is I spent a lot of time washing undies and socks and personal belongings in giant Ziploc bags and in sinks across the world. I hate spam, which a lot of Korean people love, and I had never listened to a podcast in 2015, which is when KPCC first approached us about making a podcast of our own. Okay, so my guess is still going to remain that you did not know anything about a podcast when you started podcasting. And if it's any consolation to you, we do a a podcast with a a relationship therapist named Esther Perel, who makes this amazing podcast, Where Should We Begin? That's heard by a million people every episode. And she had also had no idea what a podcast was when she started hers. So you're in good company. If that's true, is it true or is it false? Eric? I love spam. Oh. I love spam. I love oh. fried spam. I like spam and soup and stew. I like spam with kimchi. I like spam with rice. I like spam with eggs. I like spam all the time. Well, you know, I have to confess, I screwed this up. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah. I respect what you're saying. And no, I had not listened to a podcast. We were, we, our newsletter was going real strong. Our website, which at, which now is kind of, I would say, our, our secondary platform. The, the audio really comes first. And at the time, we, were, we had just built the studio. We built the studio really around audio in 2017. But for two years, uh, we worked on 
hosting and our hosting skills in the podcast our own podcast really grew from that and we were in LA we had some friends at KPCC who loved our newsletter and had really just kind of loved the concept of the Mashup Americans they were like you guys and we had been doing a lot of live events like panels and kind of gatherings where we would talk about what the Mashup Americans was and our friend Colin Campbell very brilliant Colin Campbell was at KPCC at the time yeah. and worked he for me at Audible like, for several years yeah. oh yes exactly and he was like have you guys ever tried doing a podcast thought about it mm-hmm. and I was like Rebecca what's a podcast <laughs> and um on the flight home from LA she'd loaded up that first season of Serial on my phone and I listened to it for a day and a half straight and I was like we're gonna do this and we were off to the races and then we um we were with KPCC for a couple years uh then we were distributed by APM and then we took our show independent maybe five years ago mm-hmm. Good for you. and we are uh launching into a new season Tomorrow. Fantastic. Good for you. Actually, I have a confession to make. I knew that was probably a truth because of your history as a writer, but I, it would, I knew it would be a better story, so that's what I wanted to find. <laughs> <laughs> Esther actually was a fabulous early guest of ours. Oh, really? And yes, we, all, we, we, love, we love her show. So congratulations on that as well. Good. All right. Amy, thank you for your candor and being a part of Podcast 360 today. If you've enjoyed listening to Amy's insights, you can find her sitting in the host chair next week's episode where she gets a chance to interview another founder. Amy, can you let our listeners know where they can find uh, you in the meantime and if there's any social handles or websites or shout outs that you'd like to give? Yes. Thank you so much, Eric. This has been a real delight and so fun. You can find the Mashup Americans at mashupamericans.com. You can sign up for our newsletter at mashupamericans.com slash newsletter. Uh, you can find us on any social, though social is a very confusing time right now, at Mashup American, or you can find me at Awesome Choi. And big news is our new season of the Mashup Americans podcast is releasing October 3rd, which is tomorrow. And we're so, so excited. We have an incredible lineup of old friends and guests talking about what it means to live a good mashy life. What is the ultimate guide to a mashup life? And we're leading off with Randall Park, who is one of our the great joys of America, I'll say. So please tune in and you can follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you so much, Amy. It's just been an absolute delight to get to know you. And uh, thanks to the Podcast 360 team for having me and bringing us together. It's just been a delight. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Podcast 360, where you experience a 360-degree view of podcasting. Special thanks to the Podcast Academy and DCP Entertainment. Follow us on social media at The Ambies and at DCP Official on Instagram. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode.